Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Guys, do you hear that sound? That's the sound of power and precision. That's right. You're listening to the Lawnmower 3.0, Manscaped's third-generation trimmer featuring a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. The Lawnmower 3.0 has advanced skin-safe technology, which is a fancy way of saying you're not going to clip your balls off while shaving. But that's not all. Manscaped has a plethora of great products to keep your family jewels in pristine condition. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ABSOLUTEDGEN over at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here and it is Thursday after the daily show. After yesterday's picks, it can't be the main show. The daily show which can only mean we're talking UFC with James and Mason. What is going on, James? I'm all good, mate. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. How about you? <laughs> I mean, I apologize for being late this uh, today. You know, they say better late than never. So here we are. We've got a decent card this weekend. So very much looking forward to the main event. But other than that, there are some sort of minor few fights that I'm looking forward to, but the early prelims slash prelims, None of them really stand out, but other than that, you know, got a good main event, good main card, so we'll go from there. Mason, I don't know if James and I have the same definition of decent. You have to tell me, is it a decent card? Um, decent main event. <laughs> but no, I don't. We, I was saying off show, obviously, with the other title fight being cancelled and a few others falling off, it's gone to an average event, I'd say. Yeah, it's it's not bad. I think James is right. It's really a top heavy card looks good at the top and maybe not so much at the bottom yeah which is you know like i guess if you're an ass or tits man that's all you need to you know right top or bottom right? <laughs> of course of course there's always a preference <laughs> always <somewhere>. so james <laughs> what's your preference to fights where are we going to start francis and garnet um no i'm very much looking forward to this one obviously mitch is coming off that win over dc mm-hmm. And, you know, with a lot of these fights, when you watch these, um, Mirchich, they tend to sort of not really go the distance, but they tend to go towards the championship rounds whereby Mirchich can sort of use his good cardio to end the fight. And you've seen a lot of his fights, you know, end in the fourth, fifth or via decision. And, you know, that, that's no difference um, coming off of the decision win over Daniel Cormier. And what people tend to like about Mirchich is that he's such a well-rounded fighter. Like wherever the fight goes, he will ultimately have the edge. You know, he's won a lot of fights, you know, a lot of title fights for a decision, but he's also proved that he can stop the fight with the second fight with DC, I think. And he went the distance with Ngannou in their first fight. And, you know, has Ngannou changed much? I, I, I don't know. I want to say yes, but then I want to say no because he hasn't really had the octagon time. I think I saw a statistic whereby, you know, combined, you know, all four of his last fights have only 
lasted just under three minutes or maybe just over or something like that. So he'll be tested in this fight because ultimately I, I don't see Francis Ngannou putting Mircic away early on. But Mircic has proven he's a striking machine who just tends to land volume punches with like significant accuracy and his power is very overwhelming. I think a lot of people tend to sort of overlook his power and he's not several guys out. I think it's seven out of his last nine have come by a form of knockout. And don't forget, he's also a polished wrestler, uh, a Division One background. And but none of his fights have ended via submission. But he tends to waste no time throwing strike. And I think in this fight, he's got to be very cautious in you know in the pockets and trading with Francis Ngannou. So I think his wrestling is going to really come up clutch for this one, like he did in the first fight. But from what I've seen, Ngannou's worked on his wrestling, and that is really really going to be tested. Like if his takedown defense is up to scratch then and he manages to keep it on their feet then we could see a Francis Ngannou knockout 10 out of his last 12 fights have ended in the form of uh, a knockout and his most recent one I believe was against Rosen Strike back in May and uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing if Ngannou has improved since the first fight I believe like I said I think he has but then I also don't think he has because he's going to be really tested going into the deep waters potentially going into the championship rounds and Again, if Ngannou lands clean, you know, ultimately his opponent's going to sleep and he will tend to mix in some leg kicks here and there. But ultimately, his bread and butter is his boxing with that ridiculous power. I think the only hope is that Ngannou runs out of gas in that power phase. It doesn't really, you know, I just, like I said, I question his cardio going into this one. Ultimately, my prediction, it can either go two ways. I think... Ngannou, who's been on an absolute tear recently, will end it early via stoppage. The only person who's getting finished is Mirchich in this one, or will ultimately see Mirchich sort of control the distance, control proceedings, get the fight to the floor and grind out a decision. I'm probably going to go the latter on this one, so I'm going to go for Mirchich for a decision on this one. Ooh. Mason? I, I can't wait for this one. Um, obviously, the first fight was, I wouldn't say it was a surprise because I expected it from Stipe. Total domination running his half. But I agree with James. He says he's got better, but also we can't fully understand if he has because Francis hasn't... Uh, well, I'm on about Francis there, by the way. Francis, I think he's got better, but we can't be sure till this fight because he's not been tested. Obviously, I think he's fought three or four times and he's knocked the guys out within, I think, 60 seconds. The longest one was, I think, 80, if that. But... I, I don't know if the imp- the improvement has to be there, but I don't know if it's going to show in this fight either. Because if, like we know, if he catches Stipe with one of them hands, Stipe is going out. So to keep it short and sweet, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the Ngannou hype train. I'm saying Ngannou first round knockout. Oh, first round TKO! Wow, Indeed. okay, man, you guys are disagreeing. <laughs> Already, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Ngannou opened up minus... Okay, this is an interesting one because all week, like, Ngannou's odds were slowly, you know, getting smaller and smaller. He opened up minus 130, got to minus 124, got to minus 122, minus... He's kind of stopped at minus 124 and then just exploded. He went from minus 124 to minus 132. So just a really sharp uh, turn right there. Somebody came in on, like, you know, the 24... Like that, and really threw some money on Nganu because it, it it took a sharp turn. So I don't like fading that big curve right there, but I, I got to the 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 value here 
is on Stipe, I think. So I'm going to throw my bet on Stipe just to win the fight, plus 117. I, I'm going to agree with James and fade Mason. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Making a mistake, Arch, and Ganu's going to be Anu. Oh, boy. I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> All right. Next up, Mason, who do you got? Next up, I've got the co-main event, actually. Tyron Woodley, Vicente Luque. Going, going back a couple of years, obviously, as we know, Tyron Woodley, for, former champion. And I used to love watching Woodley. And I think now, I just don't think his head's in it anymore. He's got too much stuff going on, acting, rapping, what, whatever he's doing in his spare time. I don't know if his head's going to be so focused as what it used to be as when he was champ. And that's what I think his downfall is going to be. He's against a r- real tough guy in Vicente Luque. And he's, he's had some great fights, as we seen, I think, last, not last time out, sorry, um, last year he fought Nico Price and that that was a great, great fight on Sente's half, ended up winning via a doctor stoppage, obviously. It's not how you want to win, but if you're beating someone up that bad and a doctor has to come in and stop the fight, then you're doing, you're doing something right, but Vicente in recent years, he's, he's, he's fought some, like I was saying, some good guys. He's fought Randy Brown, Nico Price, Stephen Thompson. Unfortunately, he was on the losing side of that fight but nonetheless the experience on them fighting them big guys is there but Tyron Woodley it's this one I really don't know because if Tyron like I was saying Tyron I don't I don't think his head's in the game but who knows what if he's made adjustments in his camp and he's actually gone for it this time because after losing the title as we know he's on a free fight losing streak with his last fight coming against Kobe Covington. And I really, well, I, I was expecting the loss from Tyron in that fight. I really, I keep saying I don't know, but it's, it's a toss up because if Ty, Tyron Woodley shows out how he used to, then I think he could steamroll Vicente, but I really don't think he's got it in him anymore. So I, I'm just going to give a prediction. I'm going to say Vicente Luque via decision decision okay james what about you the way i see it if tyron woodley loses this one i think he's one fight away from a better tour title shot (laughs) 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 i mean that's very likely i think you know on his day back in you know almost like three four years ago he was one of the considered as one of the greatest fights of all time and many questioned him as to whether or not he was truly injured because we know he had those injury problems after I think it was the first fight with Stephen Thompson and if he had fought regularly after the second fight with uh, Thompson in the end then maybe some people would start to put uh, a little bit more respect onto his name and because Woodley on his day was unstoppable and he could have beaten anyone but following that defeat to Usman he just hasn't looked himself and as I alluded to then, when in good form, you know, Woodley's a very good fighter. You know, he's got a nasty stand-up game with extreme power uh, in his hands. And he's also got violent leg kicks that have dropped so many opponents in recent times. And he's also a black belt in uh, jiu-jitsu. And he's got a Division One wrestling background. So he's quite the effective, quite effective when he shoots and has an effective ground and pound if the fight does go to the canvas. And if he has made the adjustments... I think the wrestling is going to be a big factor in this one because, you know, Vicente Luque is a real stand-up artist. He's got the real power in his hands. And I just don't think Woodley can compete standing with uh, Luque because I just feel like Luque is just much the better striker. He has some 
he has some of the cleanest boxing technique in the sport and attacks the head at high percentage, you know, spends a lot, uh, little time working on the body or mixing in the leg kicks at times. So he has the ability to put people to sleep. And I don't think Woodley is really going to want to sort of stand up and trade early on. If he gets the fight to the floor early on, then maybe we'll see Woodley, you know, grind a decision. But like Mason said, I just don't think his head's in the, right in the right frame of mind I genuinely think he's lost it over the past couple of years because those defeats to the top contenders really do, do take its toll on you and then you start to question yourself as to whether or not you can truly become a champion once again um, again if Woodley implements his wrestling style throughout this fight I reckon he can get it done by a decision but if we see the Woodley in recent times I think Luke picks him apart I want to say decision but I think UK might get it done for a late third round TKO in this one. Oh boy. Okay. Got you in for the TKO in the third. Yeah. I mean, I think Luke, I mean, obviously he's minus 253 right now and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of holding steady. There's not a lot of movement there. I think Luke is going to win the fight and you know, big shock. <laughs> it's a little too much. It's a little too rich for my blood here. So, I mean, I'm leaning Luke here. I'm not going to bet this one. I think Luke wins, but at 71% is what Vegas is asking you to put up. I'm not so sure that he wins over, you know, seven out of 10 times, uh, you know, seven out of 10 times. Yeah, I think so. But lean that way. But I think Luke does win the fight. Guess who's back back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right. DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Oh boy, James, who do you've got? This is a cracking fight between Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. I know Sean O'Malley coming into this one, he's 12 and 1. He's coming off of that loss to Marlon Vera, which was a bit of an odd one, really, just with the way it, in, um, way it happened and the way he injured his leg and then ultimately got finished by. Uh, Bear in the first round, and is, it, is somebody having, is somebody having a fight in the background? Oh. <laughs> I don't know, I think my brother's on his Xbox. Oh, he's playing Xbox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to, I thought something might be happening here. No, no, it's my, probably my brother shouting on his headset. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm Sean O'Malley. A lot of his wins have come via form. And you're, I mean, I'm surprised you heard that. I've got my headset and um, my headphones in. Boy, that's, I can't even hear that. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> but the majority of his wins have come via form and knockout. He's a lengthy athlete with a kickboxing background. And he's very unpredictable. 
when it comes to those strikes because he can mix it up and O'Malley will throw anything at any movement. And he has some of the cleanest boxing in the in the bantamweight division with his creativity, length and power. I think they will probably get the best out of him and I think he will ultimately get the job done. I know he's coming off of that freak finish and I know he's got that mentality, which I hate, whereby he's, he's saying, oh, I'm still undefeated in mixed martial arts, blah, 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 what have you. But if we see the, t- um, the Sean O'Malley in recent times, then maybe he will get the job done. But he's also a purple belt in jiu-jitsu and has like a good background in grappling. So if he gets tested by Thomas Almeida, then you know his ground game is really going to have to come up clutch in this one. But ultimately, if the fight stands, he will get it done. And as for Thomas Almeida, we don't really know because he hasn't fought in such a long time. I think he's only fought once in the last three years, which is ridiculous. And still on a three-fight losing streak. And I think Almeida does have the tools to win this fight, but it's been a while since he's looked good. And he wasn't all that accurate with his strikes. And I think the hype train... Many people big Thomas Almeida up a couple of years ago, but that sort of derailed. And O'Malley going into this one, it's going to be a tough test because Thomas Almeida likes to sort of alternate between uh, featherweight and bantamweight. So he's coming back down to bantamweight. And O'Malley, if he can sort of keep the fight standing and not sort of engage with the jiu-jitsu side, then he'll get it done by a second round TK. And that's my prediction. Yeah, I totally agree with James on this one. But O'Malley is mentally undefeated. Oh my, that that one in his record as he's going on about it it means nothing. So yeah, r- realistically it does. He's not really undefeated. He's at the way he's acting towards this fight in the lead up. I'm not a big fan of, but going off the fight fighter himself alone, I believe O'Malley's going to get it done. I think his mindset is good, but how he's acting isn't. If his mindset's like this leading into fight night, I believe he's going to take Almeida apart and just keep it short. I've got O'Malley via second round TKO. Oh, you both agree on the same thing. All right. Indeed. There we go. All right. I think you guys, well, yeah, O'Malley's minus 323. No surprise. He's probably going to win the fight. I I can't quite get there because with a minus 323, that's a 76% implied probability. I don't know that he gets there. I don't I don't see any value betting Thomas here at all. So, I mean, I'm leaning that way, but I want to hunt down the TKO here. If you guys are that confident it's going to go TKO, man, I'll be looking for that line. See what we can do. Oh, boy. Mason, what is your next fight? I've got Modestus Bacalcus versus Michael... We'll keep it a Michael. I'm not going to attempt that one. <laughs> uh, Modestus, obviously, last fight out against Jimmy Crute did not go his way. He got TKO'd in the first round, but that's nothing to be, say, ashamed of because Jimmy Crute is one of the leading top prospects in the light heavyweight division. As we know, he's got a fight coming up, I think, at 261 against Anthony Smith. So, yeah, Jimmy is no guy to be ashamed of losing against, but he's... Modestus's first fight in the UFC came last year as well against Andreas Michalidis and that ended up with a T- TKO slash referee stoppage after the round had finished in the well after the first round and I think Modestus is pro- he's I'm guessing he's made some change in his in his camp and he's addressed what went wrong in the Jimmy fight and Michael I don't I don't know if he's going to offer too much for Modestus. I think Modestus is going to be hell-bent on getting back on the winning side. And I've seen a couple of interviews recently. He wants to get in the top 15, top 10 
this year, maybe early next year. So I feel it's more than achievable if he can get the right amount of fights. Don't get me wrong, but depends if he keeps winning. But I think this one is more than winnable for him and I've got him winning it by third round TKO. James, are you on this one at all? Um, I haven't got it written down, but I've seen Bukowskis and this fight really is a tough one. Uh, Mikhail is opponent again. I'm not even going to pronounce his last name because I will butcher it. He, he is a tough opponent. And obviously Bukowskis is coming off that defeat to Jimmy Crute. So apart from Mikliadis, he, Modestus has had some real tough challenges so far in the octagon and it gets no easier with uh, his opponent going into this weekend. But Mikhail's coming off those two losses to Jimmy Crew and then before that to St. Prue. He is a dangerous contender, but whether Mikhail's got the skill enough to burst into the top, fifth, top 10, top 15, I don't know. So Mikhail's this is going to be a real test to see where he's at right now. And from what I've seen... I know he got knocked out in against Jimmy Crute and from what I've seen across social media he's, he's addressed his technical striking sort of side and he's worked on his boxing and you know fair play to Bukowski because he is a hard hitter you look at his like um like heavyweight days in the cage warrior promotion he tends to put people away and his striking ability is second to none so I'm looking forward to seeing those adjustments he's made and whether it's enough to get the job done this weekend and Again, this is a pick and fight, but um, I think with the the height and the long reach advantage benefiting Bukowskis in this one, I think he'll get it done probably via third round TKO as well. But you're not, you're not, you don't want to put any money on this. You're just you're just leaning. Uh, I'm leaning this way because this is a real pick and fight. So I'm really I'm going to stay away, but I'm back in Bukowskis. Okay, wow. Uh, let's see what is it right now. It's Bukowskis plus four seventy. Four, one four, uh, 147. 147. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't talk. I'm having the biggest brain fall over. <laughs> Mikhail is minus 171. There we go. Fuck. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean Mikhail here. I think he handles and takes care of business. I don't think this is going to be that big of a that big of a problem. I, I don't think it's a coin flip like James does. I don't want to. I don't want to bet this one though. So I'm just running my mouth here. <laughs> it's probably the British bias within me trying to bet Bukowskis. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I don't see him winning the fight. I mean, he's got a chance, but it's not, mm. very, it's not a very good chance. So, all right, James, did you have any other fights you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I think the final fight I've got is Karma Worthy versus Jamie Mlarkey, and I'm very much looking forward to this one because I think. Out of all the fights in the main card, this is probably one whereby it's going to get overlooked, but this is a real, you know, banger in the making. I think with Karma Worthy, he's 16 and 7 overall, and the majority of his wins have come by a form of knockout. I know he's coming off of a, a loss to Osman Ezterverse uh, back in September, I believe, but this is going to be a, a reasonably decent test for Karma Worthy. I think this is a bit of a step down in opponent. From uh, Ottoman, I think Jamie Blurkey's coming off a couple of defeats himself. And Worthy, I think he's the most comfortable on his feet where he can let his hands you know, go and push the pace. But his questionable chin leaves a serious risk of the fight ending because Jamie Blurkey is also a very, very comfortable striker within himself. Worthy has got good enough takedown defence you know, to get by and he really, that will have to come up clutch in this one because uh, Malurkey's got a decent takedown as well. And he's twelve and four going into this one. I think he's coming off of a loss to Fraziem. 
And I don't think this one will go the distance. I think with both men, Malarkey is a technical striker who works his job well, mixes in the kicks, and the majority of his wins have come via former knockout. So here's Paris, no joke. No joke. He does have a brawler feel to his attack when he does some of his best work on the ground and pound as well. So if the fight does go to the floor, I think Malarkey will have the edge just because of his sort of ground and pound and where this chin is very questionable going into the latter rounds. I think with Malerke, he has to improve on his takedown defence and his conditioning, but against a guy like Karma Worthy, that's not really going to be an issue. The fight's mainly going to take place standing up. And like I said earlier, this is the banger in the making, so I don't think then this will go the distance. I'm probably going to lean towards Karma Worthy by a second round TKO, but again, this is a real, real tough one because Jamie Malerke can finish the fight but he's not on the best of runs recently so I'm probably going to lean towards the experienced veteran and come worthy in this one Mason you got to play for this one um, I'm, I'm not going to bet on this one but if I was going to give a prediction I'd lean the same way as James and say karma worthy via second round TKO everybody is jumping ship it looks like off uh, karma worthy he opened up minus 150 he is now minus yeah, he's like 130 in that range so it looks like people are back in Malarkey. Is that a, Jamie Malarkey? Is that a British guy? No, no, he's Australian. I think. Oh well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big, big change, big big difference. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get political now. <laughs> I think you're right about Karma Worthy, but it does worry me that like the lines are moving this much. So mm. uh, I'll uh, fuck. I'll bet Karma Worthy. I think he does win the fight, but I. We got to keep an eye on this line. Definitely keep an eye on this line because something's going on. He's, you know, Twenty cent shift right now. If it keeps getting, if it keeps going that way, it, it, it might be a malarkey play. So you got to keep an eye on that for Saturday because mm. somebody knows something. All right, James, you got all your fights in. Mason, did you have any others you wanted to talk about? No, I've said everything I had, man. All right. Well, I guess. That's that's it. I, there's no other fights I wanted to talk about. Kind of ended up being a light card overall with all the cancellations, with all the you know postponements. Um, we talked about Jillian Robertson and Miranda, Miranda Maverick right a while back. So just yeah. replay that episode, and, and there it is. <laughs> all right. So sports sesh. You guys are still doing that, right? Indeed. Yeah. Still good. And, and Mason, you, you're branching out into other other podcasts now, right? Indeed, I've joined another promotion in OTH MMA doing interviews for them but in terms of our podcast we've got a UFC guy in Austin Hubbard coming on on Monday so guys keep your eyes out for that one all right and what's the name of the other podcast you're on if people wanted to check that out um OTH MMA they're on Instagram Twitter Facebook YouTube so check them guys out as well there you go I'll f- see if I can get a link out of Mason and put, post it in the description, just in case. In case you, you uh, don't have enough Mason in your life. I, on the <laughs> other hand, have plenty of Mason in my life. Go away. <laughs> Take care, man. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.